You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 207 of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with that guy that I host this podcast with, who we often forget the name of, Mr. Jeffrey Gargas. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> I'm so happy that at the beginning of every episode, you remind everyone what your co-host's name is, because I know that people forget. I'm trying to figure out, when you first started talking, you had a little laughter in your voice. What happened right before that that made you laugh? Was one of the dogs doing something, or did you, you know, just think of I, something silly? Like I am having a very interesting dog situation, but that wasn't what made me <laughs> giggle. I can talk to you about the dog thing in a minute. It was the fact that I was saying out loud episode 207, and I wasn't actually 100% confident it was episode 207. <laughs> so I was waiting for you to be like, hey, Ray, wrong number. <laughs> as far as I know, that's the right number. So I think we're okay. Good to go. I'm glad that worked out. So what's going on with your dogs? Like, Oh, my gosh, guys. This is an entire ordeal to summarize. I am working from home because I'm doing remote learning with students and essentially with our schedule right now, we are just essentially live all day every day. It is what it is. If you want to hear me talk about it, go check out any of my videos that I've been doing in our (laughs) private Facebook group, helping educators cope because it's really my own therapy. Anyway, my dogs, I only have one dog bed and my dogs are fighting over it. And so I totally gave in, Jeff. Guess what I purchased today? I was just going to ask if I should buy you a, another dog bed, but it sounds like maybe that's what you got. I did. I totally did because here's the deal. In my office, I have the chair that I'm sitting in. There is a chair that's like a comfy chair for reading, and there is an entire couch in the room, and the dogs are only fighting over the dog bed. I don't understand. There is an entire – how many seats? There's four – Okay, that is a large four-seater, three-seater couch. I'm just saying, I could sleep on that couch, and my dogs won't lay on it. They want the dog bed. So, so I'm pathetic, and I gave what, in, and I bought a dog bed. You know what's funny? Hmm. I have one dog, and we have three dog beds. Oh, man, Jeff, could you send one over? <laughs> I Well, I, technically, we have four. because So we have one down here where my office is. And then there's two up in like our living area because we have kind of like in our living room area, it's kind of split. Like there's like the TV area and then there's mm-hmm. like a kid's area where all the toys are. So we have beds in both areas just in case. And then we have in our room, we have a one of the kids old beanbag chairs that the dog took over a long time ago. So that's like her bed in our room. So she's got four. But that's, you know, here's, Tasty kind of deserves four, I guess. Well, that's true because Tasty is the queen of the house. She's very high, high maintenance on, in that yeah. room. My here's my my suggestion to all of our listeners. Obviously, this is the the meat and potatoes of our podcast because when you get into Dawn, she's actually gonna help you with all the things education. Here's my dog bed advice. Never buy an expensive dog bed. Because I totally during COVID fell into the online shopping realm and I bought a like trending dog bed, right? Like you saw it everywhere, it was all over Instagram, Facebook. I totally gave in and bought it. And of course, that's the one they're fighting over. So now I'm like, well, if I buy like a $10 dog bed, I don't know if they're going to like it. Uh, so. You know, you buy a $10 one, they'll probably both fight over that one now. You know, that's what, what But hoping. you didn't buy a $10 one. 
You bought another no, one of the, I those, did. didn't you? I did. I bought the same one. I have two. I'm going to buy two. It's getting <laughs> delivered Wednesday. So if any of you want to um, keep up with my life, I'll take pictures. I did buy it in a different size. Here's my theory, guys. I have a 20-pound dog and an 80-pound dog, and they're fighting over the 80-pound dog bed. Yeah. So I bought one size smaller, hoping I could trick the other dog to lay in it, or the other one, the, like the big dog might still fit in it. Is kind I was going to say, theory. yeah, it's going to go the other way around. The 80-pounder the is going to go in the little or the smaller it's bed. It's totally true. And <laughs> can I just tell you guys, it is the most hideous dog bed. It's like, ugh, it's so ugly. I, there's no way to make this pretty. It is an ugly piece of furniture. Let me just sit, put it that way. Well, all right. That's... Great. That's where we're at. Um, Episode I'm not seeing any really good way to transition into anything from there, so I'm just going to go. Um, <laughs> go for I, it, dude. I, I wanted to see if we could just take a couple minutes away from dog bed talk. And, <laughs> Sorry, um, you asked. Can I preface <laughs> all of our listeners? He asked. Did no, no, no. he ask? I, I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. I'm just laughing at the fact that that's where we got to because that's just, it's just so us. It makes sense. Um, I wanted to just, I wanted to chat up. I want to kind of give it like a shout out and, uh, yeah, a shout out to our mastery chat community, our mastery chat Yay. family. I feel like it's been a long time since we talked about mastery chat on this show. And I think it's because it's one of those things that's just it's it's every week. It's just a thing. It's, it is part of all of our lives. It has been now for several years. And I think sometimes we forget that, like, hey, this is the thing that's still going on that the team does. And it's really good because we just do it. It's just something that we do. But the conversations that have been going on in mastery chat for the last I don't know how many months um, have just been really, really great. And I get so much feedback from, from educators who say, you know, I was struggling with this. I was struggling with that. I was running into these roadblocks or these challenges. And then we had that master chat and so-and-so said this thing and it just opened my eyes up and we went down this rabbit hole and we had this side conversation. I learned X, Y, Z and, and now I'm not as worried. And like, it's just constant hearing things like that. So I, I just want to kind of give a shout out, I guess, to master chat. And if you're listening and you've never been in one, kind of encourage you to go check out mastery chat so ray can you give us like the quick rundown of like what the heck's mastery chat what's this thing jeff's talking about sure guys you can learn all about mastery chat including the the ability to preview the questions beforehand over mm. at teachbetter.com slash mastery chat um but honestly it's a twitter chat that happens every thursday seven o'clock central eight o'clock eastern it's a full hour chat and it is busy it's a busy hour chat and we love being able to bring in uh, guests to host every single week. And uh, we've had conversations, everything from instructional models to more importantly, recently, we've been talking about conversations for change. So not only do the we do the um, hour-long chat over on Twitter, but we also then do a recap that mm -hmm. is a live video that we stream on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, with the host to get deeper into the conversation. So truly, this is an hour and a half of free PD every single week, either via Twitter or uh, popping onto a live stream video. And it's a great opportunity to just learn a little bit, brainstorm, and continue to build your PLN. So I hope you guys choose to join us. And like I said, all the details, everything, like the recap videos, you can literally find everything over at teachbetter.com slash chat. Also included over there is if you've never taken part in a, a Twitter chat and you're not even sure what that is, there are resources there to, uh, to tell you everything you need to know about utilizing Twitter chats, why they're how they work, why they're important, why you should be a part of it, and get you rolling on a Mastery Chat. So hopefully we'll see you at a Mastery Chat soon on a Thursday evening. Uh, let's flip and talk about this amazing episode. This was so much fun. Uh, Dawn Harris is just a blast. She's so 
so brilliant and it's just so much fun, so easy to talk to. Uh, just really enjoyed this episode. So Dawn is currently a high school English teacher. Uh, she serves uh, gifted ninth graders and college prep tenth graders. Uh, she's been she's taught every grade from seven to twelve over the last nine years of her nine years in in the classroom. Uh, she's a licensed administrative specialist. Uh, her postgraduate was in curriculum instruction and professional development. She's a co-founder of Grit Crew EDU with the amazing, our good, good friend, Tracy Browder. Um, they do all kinds of work with equity and equality in education, uh, working with districts. And uh, you can catch them a lot on the uh, hashtag lead lap, lead like a pirate, um, Saturday mornings, which is, you know, with uh, Shelly Burgess and Beth Hoff. So, uh, some really cool stuff going on. She's also soon to be a published author with Dave Burgess uh, Consultant as well. So super fun um, educator uh, and super glad that we were able to bring her on. I didn't I didn't even realize I've been connected and like I didn't connect that she's in Ohio, which is even cooler. Uh, and then we connected that she's she was uh, been you know at Wright State and all these cool little connections we have. Uh, with both you and myself, and th- that's always fun to do too. So Ray, before we get in this. Um, Anything you want us to focus on while we're listening or anything specific that stood out to you? Gosh, Dawn does so much to support educators. She jokes that she's like fairly new on Twitter because during COVID, she decided to become an active member of Twitter. And look, she's like blown up, guys. She is full, full, full of information. So not only enjoy this episode, please make sure you go connect with her because she is truly leading the charge in so many different circles around the very, very important conversations we have to be having and continuously having throughout this year, and they cannot end. So please make sure you connect with her. And with that, let's get to episode 207 with Don Harris. All right, guys, I'm hitting pause on this episode only to make sure that you have all the details you need for our Mindset Meetup webinar series. Now, for those of you who have not yet registered, this is a six-week webinar series with all-star educators, guys like Trey Gamage and Dr. Valley Camille Jones and Kevin Butler and Pete Sloan Joseph, Tracy Bradder, and so many more. Now, you do need to register at teachbetter.com slash mindset meetup to be a part of the live virtual event, but I want to make sure you had a special 50% off. Let me say it again. 50% off code. So here we go. It's easy. Teach better talk. All one word, no spaces. Use that to get 50% off of our mindset meetup webinar series over at teachbetter.com slash mindset meetup. All right, let's get back to this episode. All right, we are here and we are chatting with Don Harris and Don. So awesome to have you on the podcast. We were just talking about how lucky chad is because chad just got to meet you in real life the other day and he's going to see you again this week because your school is is working uh, with us and doing some cool stuff and and you know i just learned that you've been running the grid method for years so that's super cool but so much to talk about a lot of really cool stuff that you have going on super excited to to chat with you learn more about you learn more about your journey but before we get too far into things how are you feeling right now Oh gosh, I'm feeling um, excited. I was a little anxious. Um, we're starting back to school with students next week. And so this week is all just kind of gearing up, you know, the PD and and prepping our classrooms and being obviously in the middle of this pandemic, you didn't really quite know what to expect. So um, we're back in our buildings and the, they're doing a great job, really. I'm very excited um, for um, what's to come and how well 
our administrators have really put together um, the building, the facilities, and really prepped um, everything to um, greet the kids when they come back next week. So it's exciting. Yeah. You know, Don, I don't think Jeff did your little intro there justice. Like, we're with the Don Harris. Like, I feel like you are all over now. I feel like every time I log into Twitter, you're just like always supporting teachers. You're always in my newsfeed. Like, this isn't just Don Harris. This is the Don Harris. Like, you have to have that type of introduction. Wow. I'm just saying. Don, like, I Jeff, apologize. You, I am so sorry that I. You should yes, apologize. I, I am a disgrace. I just yes. can't believe that you have made it through 207 episodes and you haven't figured out how to, like, you know, welcome in. Yeah, proper I, think, guests. I think you should just stop at the first part. You can't believe how I could make it through 207 episodes with you. Yes. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with you mean, without me. Without getting fired? Yes, without a guest being like, hey, Ray, I'm sorry. I will only be on the podcast if Jeff has a day off. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, um, Dawn actually requested that. She requested just to have you, but I refused. It's just oh, one, one of the folks to be in there. I got some power. Dawn was like, Jeff, I really don't want to talk to you. I just want to hang out with Ray. I already got to meet Chad. I'm just, you know. I'm just roadkill over here, basically. You, know, oh, you two go Don, ahead. I'm going to step out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say, nose in Don's mouth here. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me. Oh, my goodness. This don't worry, Don. The first question comes from me, so you can handle this. You don't have okay. to talk to mean old Jeff yet. Don't, okay. don't worry. Um, but for those people who don't know you, what I mean, mean I, I'm... Mr. Jeff? Sorry, I couldn't exactly. help it. Exactly. But it's, I, I feel like... That. Can you, you can only sing that in July or no, in, in December, July? I feel like I was thinking of like, wait, hold on, December. In July. I'm Jewish. I'm oh. Jewish people. I'm Jewish. That's why. Sorry. I'm pulling the Jew card. Oh, Don't send me mean messages about that. All right. Here we go. Dawn, way more important. This is, this is already derailed. Dawn. Oh, wow. Yes. I just want to know for our listeners who are not connected to you, yeah. how do you normally describe what you do in education? Oh my gosh. Um, what I, oh gosh, I do so much. <laughs> um, well, I'm a, I'm a classroom teacher. I'm a certified uh, seven to 12 um, adolescent, young adult. I teach English. Um, this year I'm teaching gifted ninth graders and I'm also teaching, um, college prep 10th graders, but I'm also um, an associate professor of pre-service teaching at our local university here in the Dayton area, Wright State University. And so I've been teaching there um, for a couple of years, um, measurement and assessment for educators and communication arts for educators. Um, you know, I do PD in my downtime when I have that. Um, <laughs> so I stay pretty busy, actually. Yeah, busy. <laughs> I love it. I didn't realize you were at Wright State. Yeah. I I looked there for college and it was actually like one of my top choices. I wanted to go to Wright mm -hmm. State. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. My my whole family is there, believe it or not. Um, my husband, he's the uh, facilities manager for student housing. My son goes to school there. I graduated from there, um, you know, teaching there now. So yeah, it's a pretty big part of our life. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty embedded on campus for the most part. <laughs> That is so cool. I want to come visit you so I can revisit that campus. Obviously, yeah. it's been years and years, but that was one of my favorite college visits I did. That's I so did not know you looked at that, Ray. That's interesting. I actually have my uncle and my cousin both. Uh, well, my uncle doesn't any longer, but but they both taught. My, my cousin's still there at Wright State. No kidding. Yeah. We've done some work with uh, 
the STEM school, which is actually run or was founded by uh, Wright State, the Dayton uh, STEM. So yes, yeah. absolutely. Love it's a whole great area. School. Family all down yeah. there. I love going down there. Um, we've done a lot of work down in that Dayton area and just all around that area there. So awesome. Didn't, is that where you're from? I am originally from Southeast Ohio, Athens oh, County, okay. Athens yeah. area, mm-hmm. yep. and um, moved out here. Oh gosh, too many. I can say decades ago now. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> gotcha. Awesome. Well, um, listen, I want to get into I want to get into a few things, but I want to I'm going to derail us right away because um, I know we know that you're connected with the amazing one of our favorite people in the entire world, Tracy Browder. Yes. Uh, and the two of you started something. I, I believe you started this together, right? The, uh, if I say it right, the Grit Crew EDU. Yes, that's it. We did. Man, it's been a crazy whirlwind of a summer. Um, Tracy and I connected on Twitter early in the summer. Um, she DM'd me um, about the Lead Like a Pirate chat that takes place on Saturday mornings. And she was moderating that chat. And um, she had just kind of reached out and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, um, moderating and, you know, would you mind dropping in and, you know, just chatting with us? Uh, Cause we'd exchanged um, a little bit of uh, communication on, on mm-hmm. Twitter previously, but um, yeah. So I joined her for the chat one Saturday way back. Oh gosh. It's been late May, early June, I think. And just from there, our relationship, I mean, we were just immediately connected. And from that, we just, really started to dive deep into anti-racism education together. And um, Shelly Burgess and Beth Huff graciously offered their platform for us to do work together um, with this um, equity, kind of focusing on equity and anti-racism education and, and racism awareness. And we have just had a tremendous summer together. And so out of that, we had some folks reach out to us and say, hey, we need some support. And so we were like, okay, great. Um, and with that, we just decided to, you know, take um, really what we had started on that platform and turn it into, um, you know, a program for schools, school districts, individual educators to kind of tap into um, when they need some support with anti-racism education and, and building anti-racism into the curriculum specifically. And um, we just finished working with um, uh, West Hampton Beach School District in um, Long Island, New York, and we helped them to launch their um, first ever equity team. So they have a community-wide equity team that's filled with partners um, from in the community, in the school district, students, administrators, teachers, um, and it was a fantastic launch um, that we shared with them just last week. So it was pretty exciting. That is awesome. I mean, such important work and, and really cool. And uh, to, to just imagine you and Tracy together, that's just a, that's a power <laughs> team right there. I love it. Um, and I love that you connected with DBC and, and with, uh, with Shelly and Beth and going on there, which yeah. I'm just going to keep keeping us off track. Speaking of DBC, I think there's a little something going on there, right? <laughs> There is, in fact. Can you give us? Are um, you? How much? I, I don't want you. Don't get in trouble. How much are you allowed to give us and not give us here? Oh well, you know I can give you as much as I want. Um, can come yell at me. You can send Shelly at me. It's all good. No, they 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 are just wonderful. I mean, Dave and Shelly are just phenomenal people. And um, so yeah, I I signed a contract um to publish my first book with them and um. You know, if everything goes as planned, it'll be out next year sometime. I'm hoping 
late spring, early summer. And um, so I'm writing about uh, essential planning practice. So not really lesson planning and, you know, what does a lesson plan look like, but really what are those essential strategies that you need to embed in your framework every day so that students are engaged, so that they're inspired, so they're achieving um, more, performing better, and really just striving for success in all that they do. So, you know, it's really built around the premise that if as educators, we strive for greatness ourselves, then our students are going to be inspired by that and strive for greatness too. So it's pretty exciting. Um, really looking forward to that. Um, wow, that's just really going to be something very special I'm looking forward to. Oh, sounds like a great book. Uh, I'm excited for that. And obviously, we love DBC. Uh, you know, we yes. got to work with them on our, our book, Teach Better. Ray just worked with them again with her book with Adam Malcolm. So uh, really, really cool. Excited for that. Make sure that we know the second that comes out or uh, maybe ahead of time so we can get it, push it out and share it with everyone listening there. So, Absolutely. Um, so I want to get back to my favorite question that I always love asking all of our guests. And this is talking about failure. So I always say that I've been very fortunate to, to fail a lot in my life, mm. not because I enjoy them, <laughs> but because I enjoy being able to look back and and learn from the growth that happens with each and every one of those failures. So can you share a story with us about a time that you've had a failure to kind of take us there with you? What happened? How did you overcome it? And what did you take away from that? Yeah. So, well, like you, Jeff, I failed at a lot of things as well, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we grow from that, right? I mean, that's, that's um, how we improve. Um, but, you know, I'd say in thinking about this question, I'm probably one of the biggest failures that I can say that I'm, I, I'm kind of sad that I had, but at the same time, I'm glad because I really did learn from it, um, was a few years ago, I was um, leading a team um, as a department chair. And, you know, we were really struggling. It was just, um, it was tough. Like we weren't getting anywhere. I didn't feel like we were making progress. We just, no one was on the same page. And it, it was just a struggle getting through meetings, getting anything accomplished. Um, and I just, I didn't do a good job leading that group. I really felt like I, I was, um, I was just really struggling. And at one point my, um, assistant principal, um, sat me down and she was like, listen, you're gonna, you're gonna stay unhappy and everybody else is going to be unhappy unless you really stop holding people to unreasonable expectations or expectations that, you know, you've set for them that they really haven't bought into. They don't understand those expectations. And that was kind of, oh, that was eye opening. I, I kind of like to call it a, a gut punch. Um, but it really transformed how I think about interacting with people um, now and, and, you know, what, when I approach working with a group of individuals, really just trying to understand that, you know, the decision-making progress is a group process and that sometimes we just really need to take time to understand what's going on in our people's hearts and our minds. And when we do that and we, we figure out what they're thinking, um, a lot of times we realize we have the same goals and we sometimes have the same passions um, and we just really need to stop and take that in. And, and I hadn't acknowledged that I hadn't done those things. And I'm just really grateful that um, my assistant principal at the time um, had the, the leadership qualities to sit down and have that discussion with me. It was, it was wonderful and really things did turn around and I was so glad for that. So I think that's probably one of my, my, biggest and, and most disappointing, but one that I grew the most from. 
Well, and that's the whole point of failure is finding those areas of growth. You know, it's funny because we've had people on the podcast that are like, oh, I hate this question. Like, I don't like to talk about <laughs> failure because a lot of us say like, we don't fail. We just have like hiccups in the road and then we like persevere and reflect and be better. And that's really what this question is all about, right? Finding mm-hmm. the opportunities yeah. where, okay, something did go wrong. Like we've failed. But then it doesn't mean that we failed and so we just quit, but means that we became better because of a bump in the road. And so I love that reflection. I know you touched on it a bit, but I want to kind of go back to these passions you have because there is so many things that educators are excited about in education. Uh, But for you specifically, all the things that you're doing, you do a ton of work with educators and everything that you're involved in. What's keeping you excited about education right now? Oh my gosh, I love this question. This is this is <laughs> this is really this is a really fun time we're in. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. I know you know so much is going on um, with regard to how we're um, being required now to interact with with kids, sometimes virtually, um, sometimes in person. We've got these hybrid models. You know, there's a lot of, to overcome with remote teaching. But I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen folks, educators, just really turning education on its head to meet the needs of kids. I mean, teachers are bending over backwards to find ways to to really get their kids engaged for those students who are learning um, in, in a virtual environment. Um, they're finding unique ways to um, connect and still engage and build relationships with kids in classrooms where they have to socially distance. And I mean, it's just, when we talk about reimagining education right now, that really is what ha- is happening. And there's so much everywhere I look, there's just technology that's being used in entirely new ways um, it, so it's, we really are transforming education and I love that, you know, we have the opportunity to do it now. We, we've been in the past just so focused on, you know, test scores and student achievement and, you know, those things, you know, they're important, right? We need to know where students are and we need, need to be able to, you know, assess understanding and mastery and all of those things. But what, what this pandemic has given us is the opportunity to really look at, um, the things that we do in our classroom every day, the tools that we use, um, and and just really changing the learning environment in entirety for students. I mean, teachers right now, I'm connecting with my classroom this fall with, with teachers and classrooms from around the world. And, you know, I'm Zooming with teachers all the time, and we're having conversations about, you know, how we can work together to even make um, education better each each and every day in our own classrooms. And I never would have imagined that this is what would have come out of this pandemic. Um, and so, you know, if I had to say there was any bright spot at all in it, it would be this right now. I know it's a scary time for teachers and students and families, but the things that we're doing, it's almost like we're taking that fear and turning it into this just such passion driven passion. It's just amazing to be a part of that. Oh, I love that, Dawn. So going back to the work that you do with educators, I'm sure that you have a whole lot of advice. I'm sure that you provide advice to educators all the time. I know you do because I've learned from you so much. Um, but if you had to kind of pinpoint one piece of advice, which I know is like almost impossible, but one piece of advice that you want to give a teacher what would that be? Um, gosh, I would just say you 
keep your enthusiasm. Don't let other people, and I tell my pre-service teachers this all the time, don't let people rain on your your enthusiasm. Um, You have got to show your passion everywhere. Um, You never know, somebody may like, pick up on it. They might get excited by your excitement and your enthusiasm, but if they don't, that's okay too, right? This is, this is your, your show. This is you, you know, leading, uh, you know, on your own journey through teaching and education and leading your students to success. And, you know, you walking into the classroom every day and just bringing your passion, your enthusiasm, letting students see that and, and your peers see that. Um, oh, you have to do that. It's just, it's so necessary. Mm, at some point, I love that. Don't let others rain on your on your enthusiasm, uh, and then just keep in you, no matter what, whether they like it or not. Like, I, I love that because you never know who it is that's going to pick up that enthusiasm. They may not show it. You may not know right then or even ever. But that little bit, if you just stick to it, that could be the thing that ignites them um, and keeps them going or gets them through Absolutely. a rough day. So love that For advice. Sure. All right, let's keep having some fun here. Uh, we're going to do the next six questions. And your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Are you ready? Um, I guess. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Here I we got go. this. Okay. What, what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Okay. Um, me personally, I can't live without Wakelet right now. It is completely helping me to keep my digital life together. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with students this year. Wakelet, Wakelet. Yes. Give us a, a book you're reading right now. You can give us up to three. Um, Design to Learn by Dr. Lindsay Portnoy. Oh my goodness. And um, I'm rereading 1984 right now because I have honors freshman this year. And yes, we're reading that this fall. So I'm trying to go back in and dig through that. And um, Being the Change by Sarah Med. Uh, who do we need to follow on uh, social media today? You can give us up to three here. Um, of course I have to say Saffron Podcast. I have to, cause they rock. Um, Pamela Hall, she's amazing. Her email list is, or her email, um, messages. She sends weekly updates and, oh my gosh, she just had a 30 day educator strong EDU. That was fantastic. You have to follow her cause her stuff is, is amazing. And I can't go without, um, four o'clock faculty. I love their bite size PD makes my day. What's a good YouTube channel or website for educators to check out? Um, goodness. Let's see. Um, I love Dustin Pearson's We Are One Team YouTube channel. There's lots of great stuff on there. And then, of course, you got to go to Tracy Browder's page because she's got all of our Lead Like a Pirate weekly chat, sneak peek, pre- pre- preview videos there. So you can check those out. Um, yeah. Uh, give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Um, well, I get up at 4.30 every morning, and I would tell everybody they should do that. <laughs> I've done that for many, many years. I don't know. I'll get much buy-in for that. Um, but you do. You got to get up early, get your day started, give yourself some time in the morning just to have some some you time, right? Get your mind squared away for the day and so forth. Um, so yeah, definitely get up early weekly. You got to join the lead lab chat every Saturday morning at 1030. Got to do it. That's awesome space. Awesome space. Awesome people. That PLN is powerful. And then, um, monthly, you got to do something for yourself every month. Just treat yourself to something, even if it's a ice cream cone, I don't know, whatever, just do something that makes you happy for a little bit, at least once a month, at least. And then the best piece of advice you've ever received. 
<laughs> I have two pieces. Can I give them to you? You sure can. Yes. <laughs> okay. My first one, I think the most important is sometimes you just have to say no, mm. right? Yeah. You just have to say no sometimes. Um, and the second one I really, really like, you just have to shut up and listen sometimes. Oh, I love that. I love both, but I really love that yeah. second one. Yeah. You gotta that's just, the truth. Yeah. Got to just shut up and listen sometimes. Mm. Yep. <laughs> amazing what, it's amazing them. what you can learn when you just shut up and listen. That's the crazy. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. Dawn, I have loved learning from you, not only this podcast, but just being connected with you in general. I know that we've connected relatively recently over the past few months, but mm -hmm. holy cow, have I just continuously learned so much from you and gained so much perspective. And I just love the work you're doing. You do it in such a wonderful way that just makes everybody feel comfortable. And I just know that all of our listeners need to stay connected to you. Would you mind sharing how people can stay connected? That way they can go over to Twitter and Instagram and follow you and just continue to benefit from all these important conversations. Yes. Yeah, so I'm definitely on Twitter at dharriseds. I'm there all the time. You can DM me, reach out to me, anything. I'll, you know, I'll respond. I try to get back to everybody. I do my best. Um, and then Instagram, I'm on Instagram, but you know, I, I'll visit there every once in a while um, at dharriseds also. And then um, I do have a, a blog that um, I update um, called Root to Canopy. Um, and I just, drop my writing there every once in a while. There's some things out there too. Um, some resources and things I put together, um, a couple of guides you can pick up and, um, just check out some of my, um, publications and things. So, yeah. And you know, you can find all the links and all the resources we've mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com and show notes to so make sure, uh, including those really important links for connecting with Donna, keeping this conversation going. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us that rating and review, we'd really appreciate that as well. And let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and share this podcast with them. Don, this was awesome. I'm so happy we were able to get you on. This is such a good episode. I'm so excited for everything you got going on with the Grit Crew EDU, with the book, you know, with the uh, – everything that you've got going on with, with Tracy and, and uh, Beth and, and Shelly and everything and DBC. We're so excited for you and so excited to be connected um, and so jealous of Chad getting to see you later this week. Um, <laughs> but just really, really appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us for a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. This was really wonderful. I appreciate you having me. I always love listening to you guys. And now here I am. Wow. How exciting. Thank you so much. <laughs> Until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better. <laughs>